Hey everybody, welcome back to the Palace Podcast. It is Friday right now. Sun is shining, it's a beautiful morning. Hope you all had a great week, and I hope you're ready for a great episode. My name is George Boutsalis, and once again, I am doing this intro. My pal Ricky's been lazy, slacking on me. I'm just out here carrying the team. My back hurts a bit, but it's okay, Rick. We'll let it slide this time. Uh, I hope you all are doing well. For those who are new here, Thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you wouldn't mind taking a second to go subscribe, leave us a comment, um, follow us on Spotify, YouTube, Apple, all those channels, it would mean the world to us. For those returning, y'all the best. Thank you. This week, uh, sorry, this week, this episode was with Carolyn Tushuk, also known as Carolyn Candice, but at Carolyn Tushuk on Instagram. Carolyn and I go way back. Um, we've known each other since high school. She's tell, she reminded me that we actually knew each other from probably like middle school days, which my memory seems to be um, fading, uh, seems to be deceiving me because I don't recall all that far back, but um, I'd take a word for it because she does remember some stories that kind of do trigger some memories. But uh, yeah, we had a great catch up, really fun conversation, uh, and it was great to see what she's been up to. She's done a lot since I had last kind of crossed paths with her many years ago. Carolyn is a orthomolecular health practitioner, which for those who don't know what it is, don't worry, you're not alone. We didn't know either. She explained it to us and it's uh, it's quite interesting. As a result of that, she has uh, founded her own beauty company. Uh, she's founded Look Organics and Look Organics aims to change the way people look at their everyday products and the world. It's minimal ingredients, USDA organic certified, vegan and cruelty free. I'm sure that's going to be appealing to a lot of our listeners. Uh, she's doing really cool things. She talked to us, uh, told us about her life as an entrepreneur. She's talked to us about how she's moved around the uh, you know, around North America and, and actually over to Australia. Yeah, it was a, it was a really fun catch up. Really cool story. Um, told us about what life like life is like down in Dallas right now, which is uh, cool to hear. But anyways, I'll leave it at that. It's a terrific episode. I think you're, I know you're all going to enjoy it. Uh, give Carolyn a follow and check out Look. You can also check out our website at uh, it's carolyncandice.com. But anyways, without further ado, let's give a shout out to our awesome sponsors. I want to give a shout out first and foremost to our presenting sponsor, Cottage Springs. Uh, Cottage Springs has been terrific to us and we love Cottage Springs, both as a company and as a product. We consume quite a bit of it. They actually just sent us a, a new delivery just in time for the weekend. We're heading up north so you can bet We'll be crushing a couple Cottage Springs up at the Cottage this weekend. Cottage Springs is a Canadian-based vodka beverage company. All beverages are gluten-free, sugar-free, and have 100 calories. The Cottage Springs vodka water is the first vodka water cooler in Canada. It comes in two flavors, uh, strawberry kiwi and raspberry lime. I love the strawberry kiwi. It's one of my favorites. Uh, but they also have vodka sodas. It come, uh, The vodka sodas come in various flavors, Ontario peach, watermelon vodka soda, lemon lime, and the exclusive wild cherry. Uh, I'm a big fan of peach, but the wild cherry is also terrific. Guys, there's, vodka sodas also only have 100 calories, zero sugar, zero carbs, gluten-free, and as we said, they're a Canadian company, which is, you know, we don't support Canadian companies. You can pick them up at the LCBO, and I highly recommend getting your butts there today on this Friday because they tend to fly off the shelves. Go check them out at the LCBO, guys, and give them a follow at Cottage Springs. I want to also give a shout-out to CAST. CAST is a social voting platform that is breaking down barriers, removing friction, 
to allow greater amount of users to participate in conversations, share their opinion, allows you to be yourself, uh, and just bringing back healthy discourse and conversations to social media. Cast is now live on the App Store and Google Play Stores, so go download it today, and we would love to hear some feedback from you as to what you like, what you dislike, and how you think uh, it can be improved. We love hearing from our users. Uh, our users mean the world to us. Cast is the objective assembly of public opinion. Last and certainly not least, we want to give a big shout out to our sponsor, RFP Design. Our friend Andrew Moretti, founder and uh, big chief over at RFP, has been gracious to us and built us this amazing blue suede couch you see in our studio in the videos on YouTube. This couch is incredibly comfortable. Um, the quality is tremendous. They got it turned around, not even a couple weeks maybe, um, if, if not less. Anyways, they are an incredible company founded by uh, an incredible guy and the team over there is, is uh, tremendous. Can handle all your needs. Reliable, innovative, innovative and skilled. This is your custom furniture experience transformed. You can find them at rfpdesign.com. Go check them out and uh, let them know the pal sent you. Besides that, I guess LFG. Let's drop his beat. <laughs> Let's hear the story how you guys know each other from grade three or well, something. Clearly, clearly well, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember that far back. I, I remember high school. That's like, even and even that's kind of blurry for me. Like, high school is not a time that I remember too much. Like, George tries to forget that time of his life. <laughs> I know, honestly, me too. But I do remember Planet Kids because you had a you have a sister named Georgia. And I remember Correct. it was so funny back in the day. Like, George and Georgia. That, wow, that, you have a really good memory. Yeah, I know that's been. Yeah, you're right. Because me and Georgia used to go to summer camps all the time together. Um, that's yeah. so crazy. I, I hope you remember like, something else too. I think. What do you mean? I'm pretty sure. Like, I swear, someone. I remember telling you that you moved because you had a house burglar or something. That is true. Actually, yes. Like, that's very true. It's. Uh, <laughs> I knew that one. Yeah. Talk, I knew that yeah. one. Did it ever come up on the podcast? Work? I don't think so. Tell it. And it, it, I, I'll keep it vague. I don't know what I can and can't say, but yeah, you're right. It's uh, we were actually, I, my family was looking to, we were looking to move for a while. We, I, um, when, when high school, we were just like looking to move to a different like uh, area. It was kind of staying in Mississauga, but just looking for something new, I guess. And uh, yeah, there was a, uh, a robbery in my house when I was actually away. So I was in first year at Western. My parents were away for the Labor Day weekend, just coming home. And only my brother, my sister, and my grandmother were home at the time. And it was like a, like an armed robbery, pretty big, pretty big deal. No one was hurt. Thankfully, like everyone's okay, all that stuff. But yeah, and that obviously expedited us moving to, uh, to a new area. So it, yeah, it was a pretty crazy experience. I obviously, again, I wasn't there. My brother was the one that kind of went through it all, but, um, shut up the eye of that kid, like crazy how, what happened, but yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of what instigated us moving. And then we, my parents moved out to like Mineola area. Yeah, I don't know how I remember that, but <laughs> well, yeah, small world, crazy, <laughs> crazy. But uh, enough about us and all that stuff. Like, how did you end up going from Mississauga down to you're in Texas now? Yeah, I'm in Texas now. I know. Honestly, I kind of feel like I've lived like ten different lives. I don't know if you feel like that as well. Like, we were yeah. all well. I was in London ten years ago. If you guys remember that at all, do you remember? Uh -uh. 
<laughs> maybe i i was like we were both at the western so yeah i was at fanshawe and i was there with andreas kia all those guys okay well, okay kia was there for, like, smaller yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so kia actually so we know both know kia actually ricky right now like a little bit better than i do but yeah we uh yeah we're, we're kind of in the same circles now mm-hmm. yeah but yeah no i honestly yeah i just moved to texas like a month ago so just moved here from portland was in Portland for a year before that I was in San Francisco, but got married in Napa, I guess almost a year and a half ago. It was like a quick thing. Met um, my husband through a mutual friend. Actually we met in Toronto and then it was like, you know, one and done in six months. We basically knew we were going to get engaged and married. Wow. That's what happened. I love that. <laughs> That's wild. Okay. Wait, yeah. so there's a lot there. Hold on. So like to dissect. Yeah. Toronto, Portland, San or San Fran, Portland, Toronto, London, yeah and then got met your soulmate i guess got married and then with text like okay there's a lot here yeah so maybe we should like go back a little <laughs> bit so you can give the listeners some kind of context so i guess what what caused okay what led you to move away from like london or toronto like or was it what did you pursue was portland first or okay or how, far, how about how far about like how far <laughs> we have lots of time right like, at the very beginning so let's hear the story Okay, you know what? I think because um, I guess if we'll go get into some skincare stuff, I think it will make a little bit more sense if I start from 2010 London years. Because I remember you DJing. I can't believe you don't remember when I was there. But I was kind of like lit the whole time, so it's. <laughs> I do kind of remember. I remember you like it. Yeah, I remember you being there a little bit, but uh, that was also a very crazy time yeah. for us. Like those years in London, like I was very grateful those four years. But once it was done, I'm like, I'm good with the city. I don't have to come back for a long time. Oh yeah, same. I was only there for a year and a half. It was like just a, a one and a half year program at uh, Fanshawe. And then I dipped, ended up like graduating, went to Australia, moved there for a year because I wanted to continue the party, I guess, and like bartend and stuff around, you know, drank for 365 days straight, came back, felt unhealthy, like so unhealthy. Um, started my health journey a little bit. I started dating this guy and he was doing fitness competitions at the time. And it was amazing to see his transformation. I was like, I want to do that. So I started doing it, did this whole transformation. And that's kind of where I was like, okay, no more partying for me. I'm just down to be healthy. And then I realized everyone in that industry was doing more drugs than the people in the party industry. So I was like, (laughs) you know, different. So I actually ended up going back to school for holistic nutrition. And that's when I really started being like so obsessed with nutrition because during that time I was, uh, going to nationals for like bikini competitions or whatever. I don't know if you saw that on my page. Yeah. Yeah. Years and years ago. And I realized like how much like damage I was doing to my body. So I ended up going to nationals, like not dieted completely because it's just like, okay, I can't do this anymore. I'm like a skeleton. And then, yeah, from there, I just ended up, you know, focusing more on my health journey and, you know, I started realizing what was in the skincare I was using and making my own skincare. And then that turned into, people being like, what do you use for your skin? And I was like, I make my own skincare. And then that turned into me, you know, developing a line. And then, you know, here we are. <laughs> so I, I, I was reading up, you're an orthomolecular health practitioner. Yes. What does that actually mean? Okay. So ortho. I've never seen that. Do you know what ortho means? It's a Greek foot. word. <laughs> yeah. Foot. As a oh, Greek foot? guy, that one, I should know foot ortho. Yeah. Orthopedics are foot, right? Oh. Um, orthopedic is like, no. yeah, but ortho just means like right or correct. And then molecular. Oh, this yeah. is embarrassing. 
Oh, got that wrong. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, but orthopedic is a foot. Oh, but, sorry. Uh, pedic, yeah. yeah. Or the, sorry, pedic I said the wrong foot. part. Yeah, pedic yeah. is a foot. I am, wow, smart. <laughs> this is okay. wrong. It was embarrassing. Anyways, yeah, okay. sorry, continue. <laughs> but yeah, so ortho just basically means, you know, right or correct. And then molecular is molecules. So basically it means, you know, the right molecules. So it basically okay. works to address deficiencies in the body and then with, you know, nutrition, lifestyle, uh, supplementation. So that's kind of, is okay. that part of the, like the holistic exactly. kind of part? Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. So where did, and where did you go to school for that in, in Toronto, Canada or the U S Toronto? Toronto. Yeah. The Institute okay. of Holistic Nutrition. Okay. And that's just because wanna... you saw that like all these people are just like not the people on the health side are taking too many drugs and whatever, or you want to go with the, complete the fitness, the fitness was definitely way too many drugs. You think you look at people online and like the fitness community, you're like, Oh, they're so healthy. And it's like, not really. Yeah. <laughs> Magic Mike. That's all I think about whenever I see like a super Jack dude. I'm like, you guys yeah. didn't get that reference, eh? No? Okay. I've never seen Magic Mike. So Magic I, <laughs> I mean, I definitely saw it like five years ago, but maybe yeah, 10 man. years ago. It's okay. <laughs> Not joking. So, so then you got into this and, and like, what was kind of your approach then when you wanted to get into, into like holistic nutrition and, and that kind of stuff? Like, was it just to get healthier? Did you have plans to kind of start your own brand? Or like, what was like the, the impetus that led you to do this? Honestly, I was just wanting to learn more because when I started that whole bodybuilding journey, I realized that like, holy shit, when you actually eat and like, you know, work out in these specific ways, you can really make insane changes with your body. And then I just started seeing all these different changes and I'm like, okay, there's more that I need to know here, clearly that I just had no idea about. So I was just super interested in, um, during the time I was bodybuilding, I lost my period. And I was like, this is weird. Cause obviously, I mean, I had no body fat, so there was just no period, obviously. <laughs> but then during that time at holistic nutrition school, I ended up getting it back through just different like supplements and stuff like that. So then I just became obsessed with, you know, hormones and helping other people in the industry figure themselves out. That's really interesting too. Like I see a lot more, maybe I'm just more noticing it because of like social media and stuff like that. But I actually like see a few people or a few more nowadays moving towards that holistic nutrition. I see more people posting about stuff that relates to like hormones and how food affects your hormone imbalances and all that sort of stuff. Like, is it from when you started to now, do you think it's like growing? It's a lot bigger oh, yeah. or yeah. Yeah. Way different. Cause I went, I think I went to school back in, I don't know what was it? 2015. And then from then I noticed a lot more people on social media being like, I, I went to this school because of you. I went to this school because of you, because I mean, wow. you, because I mean, back in the day too, I mean, it was pretty new. Like I didn't know anyone who did it other than the coach that kind of uh, was like leading me in the way. And then, you know, I ended up finding all these people ended up going after me because it is kind of like inspiring when it, it's relatable to everyone, right? We want to know more about our bodies and how we can feel ourselves better and like change to just be better. So it's not just like a random subject where, it's not relatable. It's, we can all relate to nutrition and wanting to be healthier. <laughs> so from, from that school side and the holistic side from then, I guess you transitioned over to more skincare or do you still yeah. work in all on the um, holistic I mean, kind of health practitioner side? So I still, I do both because obviously growing a skincare brand, you know, <laughs> you, you need to put all the money back in the business. So I need to obviously make money on the side. I'm sure you guys still do you have your job still. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like yeah. two and a half jobs. That's what I we say. We actually, yeah, like we have our own, we both come from like family business backgrounds and we're both very much running that up until recently. And then at the beginning, of, well, 2019, we launched this podcast. And then June, 2020, we actually launched an app, like a startup. And we've been doing that, though we've been funding ourselves for the past eight months now. And 
so yeah it's we we get where you come from it's yeah yeah no it's definitely necessary too especially if you you know you like nice things it's (laughs) you can have another source of income or like at least a few yeah i I was looking at your cast app though it's pretty sweet oh thank you appreciate it yeah we saw you have a lot of questions that you post a lot of questions on stories so we'll definitely get you uh get you on cast after yeah. Yeah. Like the unpopular opinions. I always ask them on my story sometimes, but some of them I can't even like repost cause they're just like, they're bad. Right. And I can't yeah. like be promoting that, but I'm, I feel like your app, you can kind of put more of that stuff out there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what do you mean? Too, like, right? what do you mean? You can't repost, like, repost, like you don't, sh- you post them, but you don't reshare the results and stuff like that or no more like some questions that, you know, or like some unpopular opinions. They're just gotcha. like, you know, a little too yikes to be like putting on my, <laughs> on my platform. <laughs> like, what do you think about this? You know? Yeah. 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 Well, that's kind of why we created cast. I mean, that's, and I think that's actually like part of it is you being an entrepreneur, why actually Caitlin kind of said we should connect, but also because you're posting a lot of stuff around the time we were launching cast and Caitlin was actually one of the people she was like, she helped us recruit for our first, uh, our first hire. We had to find a CTO. We're not technical. So we needed somebody to come on board. She oh. helped us with that. And then as we launched the app, it kind of, she's like, you know, like she, Carolyn's posting this stuff. This is what she does. She'd be a great guest for your podcast because we were in our office. Uh, but to your point, like that's why we create, part of the reason we created, there was kind of two reasons. One is we want, we want to have more people be curious, but also we want to remove the friction that people like, we want to remove the friction that exists for people to share their opinion around unpopular opinions and sensitive topics. It's so hard to like, today, it's so hard to be honest. It's so hard to kind of just say what you really feel because it's so easy to be misconstrued, taken out of context. Or like, if you say something, it's not, it's not just like, this is my opinion now. It's so much like us versus them. So people are like, they look at it. If you're not with us, that means you're against us. So if you're not on this side and you kind of like this side, you're fully on this side. makes no sense. Yeah, no, totally. I I totally agree. Yeah. And especially now in like the whole cancel culture thing, it's like, you really have to be careful with what you're saying because just one wrong thing, you might've even done it 10 years ago, but (laughs) that's what I say all the time. I'm like, there's so many things that were said, you know, in a text message or a group chat 10 years ago. And since then we've obviously all grown up. We've learned from our mistakes or maybe we just were a completely different person now, but imagine, you know, like I try and run for politics, like the prime minister or something one day, like I'm F. Yeah. same. (laughs) Like for sure. I'm F. I must've said something at some point that is inappropriate or something. And I'm boom, cancel. It's like, that was 10 years ago. I was 20 years old. Yeah. I didn't know who I was at that time. Also, it was very different times too. Yeah. Are we judging people on what they did 10 years ago? Are we judging them on the person they are today? Mm -hmm. That's the idea. And like today it's guilty until proven innocent, especially on social media, like these social media warriors that just go and start canceling everybody. Yeah. Well, I think people are also like a little bored at home. There's a lot of time on people's hands that like, are you guys, you guys are still in lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah. I mean, we have a lot going on. We're, we're, we're good. Yeah. Like, but we're, we're strongly considering a move to Texas in the very near future. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, apparently tons of Canadians are like trying to move out to uh, like Florida and Texas. They're like the two main ones. And honestly, Texas is lit. Yeah. Where, whereabouts in Texas are you? In Dallas. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I've been to Dallas a couple of times, but I hear Austin's is crazy. We, uh, at a, at a certain point where we're going to have to open up a cast HQ number two, probably in the States. So Miami to, to Austin and like LA are probably looking like the favorites, but I can't wait to get the hell out of Ontario. It's, it's crazy here. Like yeah, I can't it, it just makes no sense. It's brutal. Yeah. It's just, it's been so long now. It's almost like this is kind of the norm. 
Yeah. It's when funny, they, when like they make to, it a new announcement, I'm like, hey, how is this different than the other one? This is an emergency break. And the other one was a full stop. I'm like, okay, where's the stop sign at now? Are we going through a red, a yellow, a green? What is this? Like, it, yeah, it literally makes no sense. But, they, uh, they announced today, like I saw like a, there was posts on like six bus and they're like, they're basically saying that the vaccine, second dose is now being sped up because so many people in Canada got it. They're also saying that uh, the lockdown might end earlier on this stuff. And it's so interesting because you see that and you get so happy, but it's so crazy that like you're getting happy to be let out of like a figurative prison essentially, which is so bizarre because it usually be like, oh great, this is supposed to be two weeks and like a, maybe a few more weeks. And like literally 14, 15 months later, we're still like in the same, it's crazy. It's absolutely fucked. I can't believe it. Honestly, all my friends and family, like I haven't seen my friends since like last August. That was the last time I was back in Toronto. But I mean, there's no point of me coming back. There's like, they don't want to travel here until they get their vaccines. And like, it's crazy too, like what people, you know, think of COVID in Texas versus Toronto. It's like so insane. Like people here don't think about COVID. They literally think it never happened. Like that's literally yeah. people like in this part, like where I live, like just no one thinks about it. And then back at home, everyone is just talking about the variants and, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> it's a, well, it's a let me, difference. Let, I want to ask you on that kind of topic, because obviously you've seen both sides. I mean, like you're from here, but now you're there. Do you agree like, do you think that how Texas is going, like, so let me phrase this properly. Are you more of the side that, like, the government, like, how they are, like, let's say in Texas, they're, like, kind of like, well, you know what, Take, be careful, but do what you want. Like, it's your life. Be safe, but be, like, you, should, you shouldn't restrict people. Or do you believe the government should do what, like, they're doing here, something in the middle? Like, what's your, what's your view of it? I mean, honestly, I just think the lockdowns, like, the amount of stuff that have happened from these lockdowns, like, no one's talking about the suicide numbers. No one's talking about addiction numbers. No one's talking about the kids who are at home and they, like, don't get their meals from school anymore. No one's talking about all the abuse. Things. Yeah, it's it's insane. So it's like, yes, obviously, there's a, we should do lockdowns for certain points. Like, we should try it. And then if it didn't work, you know, open things up. But, I mean, I, I don't agree with what's happening in Ontario right now. I feel terrible for all the people. Yeah, like, 100%. If you weren't depressed before the pandemic in Ontario, most everyone I know is now. So, For yeah. sure. And the, the thing is, too, is like they're not letting you leave because if you leave and come back, you got to stay at home for two weeks and that hotel, which made no sense. Like I, people are not following <laughs> that rule. But but no, I agree. And, and honestly, too, it's someone like yourself who is in like your, your kind of livelihood and your, what you do revolves around health. Like you must have a, a like a a different view on it too. Cause like not only obviously the mental health aspects, all that stuff, but even the physical health too, like it can't be good for your, your, like your, your quality of life and like your longevity of your life being locked in like a box. And like Toronto's like built up, not wide. So we're all yeah. stuck in the condos locked in. People can't work out. Gyms are shut down, which makes absolutely no sense. You're telling people like you're trying to be healthy. Like you're trying to strengthen your immune system. Being around other people doing that is dangerous. So just stay home and drink beer all day. I know. Yes. Like, yeah, be locked in your house. No community. Like people actually die from like a lack of community. It's, it's insane. So it's yeah. just, it's crazy to see what's happened. And I feel bad for everyone. I'm hoping that this last June, something is the last one. I don't think it can keep continuing. <laughs> I think it's, I think we're like in the clear. Thank yeah, God. The but. craziest part is too, it's like they have ads running on the radio and on TV talking about stay home, do your part, this and that, you know, don't see your friends, don't see your loved ones. We're almost at the end. It's like, I haven't heard one ad about drink more water and go for more walks. Yeah, you know, maybe cut cut down the salt and the sugar, cut out the candy bars and the the soda pop. You know, That's hard. Like little things <laughs> like just yeah, maybe tell people to drink three liters of water. Just see the difference that makes. Hey, get eight hours of sleep, drink three liters of water, and go for a daily walk. 
Yeah. Sleep and walk. Like me and my husband, we both do a 10,000 steps per day. That's like our goal. And like, we always just do it because you just notice you feel so much better. You don't have any weight issues. I've stayed the exact same weight for like the past two years of always just walking 10 K like this whole pandemic. It's not like it's hard to do. Like walking 10 K isn't hard to do. No. If you're allowed out of your house, it's very easy. (laughs) And if you have like kind of okay weather. Yeah. Yeah. You guys obviously that's one thing. Yeah. That's one thing I'm very jealous of like the text, like, I mean, besides other things that seem sick in Texas, the fact that you can just go for a run or a walk literally any time of year and like a t-shirt and shorts for the most part, that seems, sounds so appealing. Like I just like, fuck, we're in summer now. It's like, oh wow, we're, it's May. It's going to be fucking winter it before must. we know it. This is terrible. I know. Yeah, I haven't we're... experienced a Texas summer here yet though. And apparently they're insane. Like yeah. 45 degrees. I would take that over the snow that we had today on May 28th. Snow? It snowed. Yeah, it snowed today. Friday, May twenty eighth. It snowed. Uh, like yeah. it's nice, but it's uh, yeah. Fuck. Anyways, you're okay. <laughs> no, no, we're honestly like <laughs> I'm not even saying this to be like insensitive. I I don't know, Ricky. You speak for yourself. I've never been better. I actually like yeah. what we're doing right now is keeping us super engaged and excited, and we're like you know mm-hmm. regarding the app, we're trying to build something that's like hopefully going to shake up social media and allow people to just be their honest, authentic selves online and just bring back healthy discourse and community and all these things. Uh, so that's keeping us super excited. We get to talk to interesting people in the podcast. So that's great. I would yeah. love to be on the vacation somewhere, but I've ah, traveled <laughs> enough. So I, you know, you kind of take things for like, you realize kind of what you've been able to do in life. And you're like, okay, what's 12 months of sitting still. Like other people have harder situations and tougher life. So you know. Yeah. At least you have like a purpose, you know, you're doing something meaningful. You're That's excited. Yeah. That's the thing. Like without, cause you think about it with the pandemic, without the pandemic, the app probably wouldn't have happened. Maybe the podcast wouldn't have done as well as it's been doing. You know, it's like, we got to meet some amazing people. We got to sit down with, I don't know, maybe eight Olympians over the last year, a couple of hockey players, a couple of like cool people that we just probably wouldn't have had a chance to sit down with if it wasn't for COVID, which is obviously great. And then the app, because we had all this extra time because we're not traveling, we're not out partying, we're not out doing anything. We had all this extra time. So like, if it wasn't like George said, if it wasn't for some of those things, yeah, I'd probably be going a little bit nuts. Cause the first two weeks of COVID, I remember I was in lockdown cause I came back from Vegas and the mm-hmm. first two weeks, I literally was going to lose my mind. I'm like, just <laughs> Arizona and Vegas, you were like yeah. party 10 days of partying and came to lockdown. Just and then I came down. back to lockdown and I was like, <laughs> what am I going to do? Like, I can't do it. I can't go to the gym. I can't see my friends. Like I was recently single too. I'm like losing my absolute mind. <laughs> and it's like, I'm on TikTok all day long. A 30 year old man just, you know, addicted to TikTok because there's nothing else to do. And then it's yeah, like, okay, then- you can't get off of it when you go on there. That's why I barely go on. Cause it's like, you just open it and then you find yourself like, where the fuck did 30 minutes go? And yeah, like, yeah. I get it. Yeah. It's not good. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It, that's why once lockdown ended, I was like, okay, I'm done with TikTok. Like, I have no, I can go out and see my friends again. Like, I have no need for this app. But yeah. no, now I'm, I'm slowly getting back on it now. Just uh, going to try and reach a younger demographic for the app, for Cass. So I'm like, you know what? Let's get back on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, that's what, they, that's what guys... the young, cool kids are these days. <laughs> yeah, that's all it. the 12 year olds, for sure. <laughs> um, let's switch back. Okay. So we talked about how you, actually, no, we didn't really get to the point of how you got from London to portland to texas you got to the part where san you're fran, the san, san fran yeah, let's go back. so we're in london okay now you came back you started doing the holistic health yeah i came back from australia and then i australia my, yeah because i was just going to be healthy and yeah and then i was living in toronto for a bit and then yeah basically i moved to san francisco after like 
knowing my now husband for like uh, two months, we decided we wanted to move in together and just make it a fish and fish. Yeah. And then we cool just got, we got married. <laughs> we, yeah, we did this all within a year. We got married at my green card. And then, so we moved from San Francisco to Portland right before the lockdown. And then we were basically locked down the whole year in Portland and it was brutal. Like, he's it a cre- sorry, sorry, go ahead. I cut okay. you off there. Go ahead. Oh, um, he's originally from Portland. So we kind of moved there because it was just like where his family is. It was West Coast still. He was, he works for a startup in Silicon Valley. So it's still like West Coast. And then we realized like, I hated Portland. He didn't like Portland. Like it's just a very different vibe. And like the lockdown made everything worse. Like, I mean, like we wasn't it crazy. Like, wasn't it like, wasn't Portland the state that or the city that was had like that, that like uh, riots. 150 days of them. Yeah. 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 yeah, That crazy downtown. So you You guys saw it all. Oh, like the mayor where they were lighting his building on fire. We lived in the building right next door and our building was like on fire. Yeah. Like it was brutal. I hated it so much. And like every (laughs) night people like throwing grenades and like, it literally did not feel like the United States. You were like in a war zone. It was, it was like, you couldn't walk outside. Like my husband's like, you're not walking on it alone. I'm like, well, how am I going to get my 10 K in? But like, also like, and I'm like, carrying pepper spray because it's obviously legal in the u.s but like you could not walk out alone without your pepper spray or like a knife i'm like what is my life <laughs> yeah. but you had to get the steps of course <laughs> yeah had to get the there steps. was like one area that was like kind of safe that i've just always just do laps around it because anywhere else is like super sketch wow that's insane what was it like yeah. being in lockdown freshly married um honestly because me and him actually so like from the first time we met to like, you know, all our dates, we always were in a hotel together. So like, it's, we always like just knew how to like, you know, vibe together, sleep together, be like on the road all the time together because he can work online. I work online. So we were just always together, but yeah, you know, being locked down is never fun, but, and especially he does calls all day. So I'm like, you're kind of annoying, like being loud, <laughs> but, you know, you figure it out. Right. Yeah, be I, I it's kind of like a male kind of, so it kind of like it, it vibes for sure okay and then what what took you guys i guess obviously i would don't blame you like getting out of portland probably made sense for like sanity and and health reasons like all that stuff but <laughs> so then what made you guys choose uh choose dallas so we honestly being central is super super important because he travels a lot for work too and like anytime you go from west to east it's honestly like six hours if and then you always have to stop somewhere in like the u.s always so it's it's a trek and then if you're doing that like once a week twice a week it's just so much and obviously my whole family's east coast his is west coast so being central is so nice like it's two and a half hours from toronto three to portland when you're in texas so it just kind of makes sense for a long term Yeah, and then Texas is just like it just felt like it was our vibe. Okay, that actually makes a lot of sense. I never thought about the convenience factor of like being central. Yeah, that's actually pretty interesting. Yeah, Texas is only two hours from Toronto. Two and a half. Yeah. Really, I didn't yeah. know that. I was so I didn't know it was that short. I flew in there. I flew there actually tw- once for a Dallas game with Mer- with our buddy Alexander. I don't remember it being that short, but that's yeah. That yeah, it's forward, nice. but that's, yeah, it's it's convenient. I mean, it you're like central, close yeah. to the south. Like you're close to like Mexico, the Caribbean, everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes flying so much easier. And honestly, after like, because I used to fly a lot before pandemic, and now I just feel like I don't enjoy flying that much anymore. I'm just, dying like, to get on a plane. Yeah. I might just I'm fly to Ottawa just to get on a plane. <laughs> the whole Ottawa, on a plane. Don't, go to Ottawa. Ottawa don't care. Ottawa just want to get on a plane. That's so funny. Have you flown? Well, you've not flown in the pandemic. No, no. 
no. So yeah, like I have like, a good amount of times and like now just like being with there with your mask on and you're like squished next to people and they're like, everyone's scared. I'm like, oh, this is just like not the vibe anymore. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that's that's why the, I kinda... Yeah. I love, we left the province once actually. We went on a little ski trip to uh, Montreal Blanc, Quebec. And uh, that's when they had the curfew. And like, we didn't really know much about it. So we're driving to Trombone. We got all our ski shit in the back. We see the sirens go on off behind us. This is at like 10 PM, right? We're literally five minutes from our hotel in Trombone. The sirens go off. I'm like, shit, what the hell did I, was I speeding? Fuck. I don't know. It comes over police, uh, French police officer. He goes, Hey, license registration. No problem. I hand it over to, do you know, there's a curfew. I was like, yeah, isn't it like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock? He's like, no, it's nine. Oh shit. My bad. Like, Where are you going? We have a business meeting and we have like skis, snowboards, everything in the trunk. So we're like, yeah, business meetings. Like, uh, you doing anything else? I'm like, well, yeah, since we're here for a business meeting, you might as well ski. And I got lucky that we booked like, um, a work colleague of mine's, uh, his kind of Airbnb or whatever. So I had the reservation under his name and everything. So we got super lucky. They let us off. I was like, holy shit. Like this is, you literally feel like you're in a, a different Oh, it's like a communist. It feels like you're like under yeah. communist rule. Like they're like police out at night. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Can you believe this is real life right now? Like I saw a no. meme and it was like you're at a family get together smoking weed, and the family get together is the illegal thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally real life right now. No, I saw another one where he's even uh, like a dude in an alley with like pulls out his jacket. It's like little scissors and like clips because like haircuts are still illegal in Ontario. I'm so like transparency. They can give me a ticket. I've been getting haircuts. Like, yeah, I have not stopped getting haircuts. There's no way. Yeah, I got my first haircut the other day. I, <laughs> I, like, I need like so haircut in a year. Uh, my, that was my. I got my first haircut two weeks ago, and that was my first haircut since October. I've been cutting my own hair with beard trimmers. It looked bad. It looked real yeah. bad. You look, I wore, I look, look, it looked terrible. 24/7. So, what have you learned during COVID? At least, just one thing that it's taught. Oh, you. good, good question. Good question. Oh, great question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I got, stupid I got, answers. I got, I got a stupid answer for Ricky. Yeah. He learned how he learned that I make TikToks. <laughs> I learned how to make TikToks. I learned that I could hit a tennis ball over my house, run through the garage, like through the house and catch it on the other side. That was impressive. That was a, a full day. That was a full day. <laughs> that was, that was a good one. That what was a busy I- day for me. I've learned the one thing I've learned, like the most important thing I've learned, and it's really, I learned it pretty early on, is that I need very little to be happy in life. And I actually really realized like when the first lockdown happened, it took me like, I was happy. I was like, because we're, my family's in the commercial cleaning business. So we clean offices. So like people were in the office, it kind of slowed down. So like, I was like, oh, this is great. I'm not going to get calls. I can just do what I love, sit at home and read. And I was like, this is terrific. I don't ever get to do this. So it was fun at first, but then I was like, okay, well, like, fuck this lockdown going on more. Like there's only so much reading I can do. I kind of miss my friends. But then I started to like, you know, I moved to a new place, but a year before the, like this all happened. And like, it made me start to appreciate my place. Then I started to look around and like all this stuff I have. And I was like, I don't know, I'm very fortunate, but I was like, do I need all this shit? Like, I'm like, I've never realized how much, how many clothes like, I, have, I have three pairs of one pair of shoe. I'm like, why do I have this? And I actually purged my condo. Like, I got rid of stuff. I donated stuff. I like, and I like, I don't know, I just felt like I've realized that I can just be like happy with like whatever, very little. And like my nice material things that I have, I, I appreciate them a lot more. So anyways, that's what I learned. That's my diary. I uh, <laughs> realized how good life is and I just don't take things for granted because you never know when they'll be gone. Yeah, no, for sure. I love purging my closet. That's like, the, I do it probably every month. What about yeah, you? it what feels you very refreshing. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, what'd you learn? What was the biggest thing you learned during COVID? 
Yeah, probably just like what's actually important, you know, like I think before pandemic, there was like a lot of things that we we're just kind of going through life with and not really thinking about. And I think, you know, even this past year of all the, you know, things that happened in the world, I think a lot of us are waking up to like, you know, all the shit that's wrong in the world or like what's actually important. So I think it's kind of like it was a big awakening for a lot of people and just realizing what's important. And then, you know, patience too. I probably have a lot more patience this after this year. <laughs> It's, it's funny too. Like, and I hope I don't, I don't know. Like I think I see most of my friends, like I see Ricky all the time, but our other best friends, another co-founder of ours and like obviously family, but like, I, I really hope that coming out of this, I know a lot of people are going through like tough times. A lot of people have dealt with like the mental issues, what, you know, whatever it is that we've heard about it all. I hope that a lot of people have also realized that like, you know, how happy you can be like, you know, when the party kind of stops like not like your life doesn't have to be consumed with going down to King street and going to bars and, and just travel all the time. Like, those are great and everyone loves them, but mm-hmm. I, hopefully a lot more people just say, you know what? Like, don't take things for granted. Like don't take life. Don't take, you know, people you're surrounded with for granted. Cause you never know when it can all just like, yeah, when it can stop. And I don't know, it, it, it seems like people are like kind of friendlier and more like taking things for granted and trying to like have these little micro interactions and all that. So anyways, yeah, I think, uh, <laughs> hopefully things get a little bit better coming out of this now. Yeah. I mean, that's nice. So I feel like in Portland, people are like, it's a very different vibe in Portland to Texas, like Texas here. Everyone is just so overly nice. It's like different in Portland. Everyone, you know, had their masks on walking outside everywhere. I don't know if that people are doing that in Toronto too. Like, do you walk outside with a mask on or is Some that? people do. It's like a 50, 50. Yeah. In Portland, like everyone was masked up outside and Texas here, obviously no one like does that, but everyone's like really nice and smiley here. Everyone wants to help you. Like, Oh, someone's knocking on my door right now. <laughs> I feel like it might be. A got, hold on. It might be. Answer, a, yeah. Hold on. <laughs> the uh, Rick, I don't know if you saw the meeting shows at the top. It's going to, it says remaining meeting time on this one. Usually yes. it just like prompts and goes, and it says like, it's been upgraded or something, but I don't know. Okay. The not, worst case. Not a barbecue. My <laughs> ordered a bunch of like rogue stuff. Because we're doing like a whole, obviously a home gym because home gyms are important. Of course, hundred yeah. percent. I uh, while you stepped away for a second, I we just noticed that the time on this is running out. Rick, should we spin up another meeting case? Like so you're the minutes. tech guy on this. I don't. You sent the invite. I don't know. Okay. Well, let's let's keep going. Let's see what happens. Yeah. See what happens. Sometimes it just extends. I think. Yeah, I that's think what so. we thought. Usually I it does, but I didn't notice. You, it. Yeah, we used to have a manager. We just kind of, uh, unfortunately, we're managerless currently. So, um, <laughs> this is our first time doing this in a while ourselves. So, yeah. um, okay. So we've been all over the place with this too. I love it. Um, well, Carolyn. So let's talk about your Look Organics cosmetic line, or not cosmetic skincare beauty line. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did, I guess we know how it started. You said you just kind of wanted to create your own stuff, but tell us like kind of the entrepreneur side of it, like from actually making it to producing it on a mass scale and, and all that stuff. Yeah, definitely a journey. I think when you first start out, you think it's going to be like an easy, you know, process and definitely not um, having to find a chemist that will do like low MOQs is really hard. So I ended up finding a friend of a friend who works at a chemist lab to originally first start it and like, you know, do some stuff on the side that I guess like I don't even know if it was like yeah, I get it but uh and then eventually you start going and you can do like 5,000 per skew and then like you can actually get like legit stuff so that's when you can get certified by like USDA certified organic and all that kind of stuff so yeah definitely a process and um 
I'm happy to be here now because I'm definitely like, it looks all easy and stuff on social media, but it's like, damn, when I first produced like the first stuff, like I still remember, um, it was in August, humidity, Toronto, whatever, putting all the labels on, it gets arrived at our warehouse. We're about to launch the next week and I go to look at them and all of the labels were peeling off, like all of them. They, they looked like absolutely terrible. Like I'm like, there's no way that I can sell these because this is so embarrassing. I spent like thousands and thousands of dollars on all of this stuff. Um, so ended up loading my Jeep and bringing it all home to my parents' house. We all like took off every single label of thousands of bottles and relabeled myself in my kitchen for that like first launch. But I mean, those like, you know, those stories kind of just make it a lot more fun at the end of the day, because you just know that like the struggle and the heart and the hours, like that was three days of work to make sure it launched like one week later. Yeah. And, but that's what you're going to remember in like five, 10 years, you're gonna be like, holy shit. I remember that time. Like me and the fam all helped out. Everyone pitched in, everyone like got together because Everyone thinks again, like you said, everyone thinks it's so easy to start a business. Oh, like you have a <clears throat> couple hundred thousand followers on Instagram. This is going to be a piece of cake. Well, no, it no. is not easy. No matter what, who you are, what you do, starting a business is never easy. And anyone who says it's easy is full of it probably. Yeah. And, it's, sure. and especially when you have <clears throat> products too, it's like one thing, you know, if you're like getting something shipped from Alibaba, like that, you never, it's one product, you yeah. didn't actually make it, whatever. It might be easy if you're just selling that and whatever. But when you actually come out with your own formulations, all this different kind of stuff, there's just a lot of issues that can happen. And like, I feel like I'm always constantly putting out fires, but like, you know, you learn from them the next one, you're like, Hey, we're not going to use that packaging. We're not going to use that specific you know, like even right now we're having like an issue that, you know, certain body uh, butters, I guess that can use shea butter sometimes if in transit, it gets heated by something. So if Canada Post, apparently they've been doing this, they're like storing them by heaters and they're heating up the product. And then if it does like um, dry at room temperature, instead of actually like a super cold temperature, there'll be moisture beads in it. So it'll be like a little grainy. It's something like, it's not wrong with the product, but there's been a few customers being like, why is my, you know, restore granny? And I'm like, <laughs> here's a gift card. <laughs> and I'm like, That's how you can fix it. <clears throat> the customer service is important, honestly. And you just be straight up. This is what's happening. And if you're honest, people, and like, if you're nice about it, you know, people are pretty cool with it. It's just like when you, I don't know, I've been in customer service, I think my whole life from like, you know, I was bartending. I bartended for like, you know, seven years. So I think I know like the whole customer service kind of in and out kind of thing. And I know what I expect from people. So then, you know, I even still to this day, I do all my um, customer service emails and people are always like, you know, look has the best customer service. And I'm like, it's me. <laughs> it is me because I need to know too, like if there are issues, I need to resolve them ASAP because if someone else is doing it and they don't tell me the issues, then we're going to have problems later when I'm ordering, you know, 20,000 of this, you know, specific something. And I'm like, well, now I'm stuck. And I just spent, you know, $60,000 or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not, not good. So it's good that you do that though. Actually we have like a saying, like we, we say a lot kind of at our, that cast that like in the early days, you have to do stuff that doesn't scale and you have to do stuff that like takes your time because yeah, anybody, I mean, you, you throw money at any problem, you can hire anybody to do anything, but if you're not the one that's investing your time and you know, the nitty gritty and you're the one that they can call and, and like all of these things, all the minutia, all the annoying shit, like as it scales and expands, you you lose sight of all these things and you don't know the pain points. You also seem less accessible. Like when someone can just reach out and contact the owner or the CEO, or the founder, whatever it is, 
they just feel that connection with the brand. It's like, wow, they, that's so nice. Take time out to come help me. Like such mm-hmm. a small thing that goes such a long way. Totally. And basically every business is run by their sales and customer service. Like any business, even if you're not really selling anything, you're always selling something. Totally. Right. So like that being able to, and good for you for doing that because I don't think many people do it these days. Like we, we try to, but it's, it's something I feel like it's like a lost art. Oh, customer yeah. service. I'll, I'll get back to that later. It's like, no, I think you it's know, anybody that leaves us, you know, and it's like, it kind of gives me like, you're like, oh, okay, good, good. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was going to cut out. I was like, I've never seen that warning before. Usually it just upgrades by itself. Yeah. But usually it just does it. Maybe, maybe Jordan used to actually do it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe different when you're recording. I don't know. This is my first yeah, yeah. time, legit, my first time actually ever running the recording. Usually it's George, and then it was George. I was lazy. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Rick. I appreciate you, man. That's why I'm not getting mad. Yeah, that's why I'm not getting mad because I didn't do this also. Like, I can't fault Ricky. Actually, and George <laughs> lost an episode for all of our listeners. Yeah, actually, that's interesting. We, 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 lost, we both messed up recently. I messed up worse. I messed yeah. up way worse. We actually lost an episode for the first time in, I don't know, like six months. And, never. 120 no, we, episodes. We've lost two episodes. We lost okay. um, Lisa. Remember Lisa? That was that was Skype, though. Something messed up with Skype. That wasn't like me. I messed this one up. So anyways, long <laughs> yeah. story short, we actually had uh, an episode recorded on Tuesday. It was my girlfriend and one of her good friends. And it was like this whole exciting thing. We actually like kind of grilled Ricky on his dating life. Cause he's like the most eligible bachelor in Toronto. So we were <laughs> asking him stuff. It was a really fun episode. And I, when I was editing it after, I don't know, something happened I was by myself, like editing, ready to upload. And then I, like, I noticed that my voice was gone from it. I was like, what the hell happened? And anyways, this whole ordeal and we lost an episode, which is, I guess, I hate tech time. issues, anything tech. I'm like, Ugh. but also, so dating <laughs> in this pandemic, how's that? Uh, oh, Ricky, you talk all about it. I, I can talk about it. dating during the pandemic is, is definitely interesting and different. There's nothing to do other than just like hang out with someone like one-on-one. Um, I, it's been interesting because I've met so many amazing people. Like I, if I don't think it was for the pandemic, I wouldn't have met as amazing people as I did. Cause you know, I'd be out and out and about with the boys at sport events, doing this, doing that. Since you're not doing a lot of that, uh, I was able to actually meet a lot of really interesting people and a lot, you know, we're great. And you, 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 there's a connection, there's a spark. A lot of times there's none and you, you're just, you're better off as friends. And that's equally as, uh, as amazing. So I, uh, I think dating during the pandemic has actually been pretty fun. I, I can't complain at all. It's, uh, yeah. Does shooting myself in the foot. It's been fun. Yeah. <laughs> no, my myself. sister, she's, she's like currently single and she's like, you know, trying to like see people kind of ish, but she's just like, it sucks. You know, like you, you meet someone and then you have to go to their house basically on the first date and you know, yeah. Toronto, cause it's like cold during the winter. And like, what do you do? You know? Yeah. You know, I met, I got lucky. I actually met like my now girlfriend. We met like in August, right. As like things were like kind of open. Everyone's open the summer. And we were talking about this in the last episode. We've been on like officially like out going out dates, like three in like, since like it's been what? Almost nine, a year. Months or like, yeah. Almost a year. Yeah. And like three or four. Uh, but yeah, honestly, I like, I have no complaints. Like it's been a lot of fun. So Your wallet's great, nice but, and happy. Uh, yeah. Kind of order, a lot, order in a lot. So it's still kind true, of like, true. but it, but it mean like, yeah, it's been really, uh, I got really fortunate, really lucky. So like an expensive out. date for me now is 50 bucks. That's like yeah. Like what do you date. do? Two bottles of J-Lore. <laughs> J-Lore is good. J-Lore is good. 
it's like a good, it's like every girl knows what it is and it's like just the standard um but yeah it's uh it's very <laughs> Rick's worried about, saying, Rick's about saying too much and ruining his game. <laughs> uh, no, no, it's uh, it's fine. Um, back to kind of look and yeah. where'd you come up with the name? So basically, I wanted my my goal was to it, like change the way people look at personal care products in the world. I want people to start looking at the ingredients and like labels and like actually be like a conscious consumer. I feel like people are so out of touch, kind of of like. How does this get here? What's in this? What am I ingesting? What am I putting on my skin? You know? So I really wanted to get people to just start looking at what they were using and doing and consuming. So I love that. (laughs) What's the main, I guess, selling feature for someone to buy your product as as opposed to uh, whatever the next leading skincare? I don't know anything about skincare, to be honest. That's okay. Yeah. We're just, you know, raising awareness with our standards. I have like a few bottles here. So let's see that. Yeah. So I designed these bottles in a way to make it like really super simple to read. So you obviously have to have like all like yeah, the yeah. scientific version stuff on the back, but I, but I put, <laughs> and but these I labels put, look good. I'm going to, these labels look nice. Thank you. Yeah. Once you get to a certain like amount of MOQs, you can get them nice screen printed. They're not like, you know, the peel off and the humidity labels. Yeah. You didn't order those off Vista print or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So it's like the super easy to read. So you can literally tell exactly what's in here. So like aloe vera, leaf juice, turkey tail, mushroom, chaga, all that kind of stuff. So most people are, they're wow. like, Oh yeah, it says with aloe, but it's like, these are the only ingredients in the product and that's it. It's not just like with aloe. And then you can have like 40 other chemicals in there. Um, so that, that's that, then it's the USDA certified organic. So obviously support, uh, organic farming and then they're vegan cruelty-free and basically checks all the boxes. So and then cute packaging, obviously. So this is an airless pump to keep it all nice and, you know. Uh, honestly, really good job with the branding. Like really Thank cool, you. really minimal. Really like, clean. Yeah, it goes I want to make it like gender neutral too. So, you know, like even like this is like the, the black kind of renew bottle. And so how many lines, how many lines of product do you have? So right now we excuse. have, uh, yes, yeah, we have eight. And um, so... You heard it here first. Actually, I've been working on the, like this for the exclusive. past. Exclusive. Exclusive. So working Let's on this for the past year. And like, it's so hard because with like skincare products and any like thing like that, you have to go through a lot of, you know, Health Canada stuff, anything like that, like to get just different NPNs. So we're coming out with ingestibles. So I'm obviously my thing is like supplementation and like, you know, healing people through nutrition, uh, deficiencies. So it's like, yeah, skincare is helpful, but like, I know that like when people are like, it's not working for me. It's like, you know, like I, I want to tell you that you need to take like magnesium and this or that. And Change so like, diet. Yeah. With, yeah, like everything that I basically think people should have for like their base. So yeah, that's launching. That's interesting. Yeah. So the, okay. So tell us more about that. It's there. Is it just gonna be one, like one pill or. No. So there's going to be, there's going to be like a few. So my first one, it's actually magnesium and L-theanine that works for, I mean, magnesium, you magnesium glycinate is the one that I always recommend. And that's basically for like 350 different bodily functions to help you with like reduce calmness. I mean, uh, make you more calm, reduce anxiety. And then also just like, you know, muscle tissue, all that kind of function. Um, and with the L-theanine, it also just helps with your mental state. Uh, we're coming out with a uh, vegan protein powder as well, but I also focus on digestive health. So we're actually adding like different digestive support in there as well with like L-glutamine and digestive enzymes. And there's going to be no um, artificial flavors or anything in that as well as like natural flavors don't really mean natural. It's actually just kind of like a blanket statement. No one really knows what's in natural flavors. So 
there's, it's oh, just sweetened with, um, yeah. Organic vanilla bean powder. So it's like super clean, just super. Cause that's what I always look for. And it's really hard to find, you know, a protein powder that you're just like really good, like feel good about taking. And, you know, like when you see a, a supplement, it's <laughs> like, you know, magnesium, and then it says like other ingredients and there's like steric acid and a bunch of different stuff. And they're like, Oh, but it's not harmful. So like the ones that I'm launching, they're not going to have any of that stuff, but, um, it's just organic, like a vegetable, uh, tablet or whatever. But, uh, when people say it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, the, the dosage, whatever, like toxins in the dosage, like it's fine. It's like, well, do you know how many capsules people are taking per day? And if you take those every day for, you know, two years, like how much are you ingesting? You know what I mean? No one knows how much you are taking daily. So I think it's important not to have all those different additives if you can. So when you, you were talking about that, include infrastructure, there's a wine company in, um, I don't know if it's in Canada and the States too, but they said like their big thing is zero, zero grams of sugar. Dry farm wine. Like, well, it's called, um, no, there's one called Bart maybe. That ring a bell for anybody here? Bart? I don't know. No well, so, some, some listener will, will know which one I'm talking about. It's, um, it's, they have red, white, and a, a rosé. And their big thing is like, it's zero grams of sugar, zero grams of sugar. So I went in there and I was like, I need the zero gram of sugar wine. That's what my friend wanted to drink one day. So that's what I was buying. And the lady at the LCB was like, well, you know, it's not actually zero grams of sugar. She's like, it's just zero grams of zero added sugar. And I was like, it says on the bottle in like clear, like zero grams of sugar. And he's like, it's made from grapes. All grapes have sugar. So you can't just take out the sugar out of it. And I was well, like, there's like, you wouldn't really think about it. You'd be like, oh, the label says zero grams of sugar. Yeah, true. Zero grams of sugar. Well, I'm okay. So right now I'm actually drinking like a hard kombucha. So it says zero grams of sugar on it. But, you know, obviously to make kombucha, you put sugar in it and then you ferment yeah. it. So when you actually do ferment it, you actually like it, it eats the sugar, like the bacteria basically eats it. Like that's its food. It's called a SCOBY, symbiotic culture of bacterial yeast. That's kind of like. I just had a kombucha. I literally <laughs> had this conversation five minutes ago with my girlfriend. I was like, we got, cause I really like it lately. I'm trying to like cut back drinking and like kombucha kind of gives you like a, I don't know. It gives you a satisfaction when you're drinking. So I got one of my back from the grocery store. And I was like, we were trying to debate, we're like, okay, so it's cane sugar in it, but like, is cane sugar bad sugar? And we we're like Googling this literally like on the way back, but that's good to know. It's really interesting. So, so, when it, so can it can wine have it's... zero grams of sugar actually? Um, I mean, it depends. Cause I mean, obviously it's fermented as well, but I just, I mean, most of them, there's still a little bit like dry farm wines. It's considered keto wine. It's like one that's in uh, California and I used to drink it. And also it's like, they're, they're known, I'm pretty sure for like mycotoxin free like stuff. Cause apparently a lot of like, you know, wines have mold and all that kind of stuff. But, um, I think there's just, there's a little bit of sugar in them still. It's like, it's not completely sugar free. I think pretty sure if I look it up, dry farm wines, they say they're keto, but I'm pretty sure they're like two grams of sugar or something like that. Interesting. But they're really good. So these new adjustables, are you going to release them under the same line? Yeah. Yeah. So under the full like health line not just kind of skin exactly so like as i'm just you know with the business i just feel like i constantly have new ideas all the time and i'm like there's no point of just starting over it's just like you keep adapting and you switch things to make oh, it work yeah. like when i first started it was actually five ingredients or less and then i'm like okay this is great but then now i can't make the skincare i want because i'm really limiting myself to like you know this and then i just was like let's just change it to minimal ingredients and just like whatever like that. And like, you know, as I keep going, you adapt a little bit and people are always cool with it. And I just post on the stories. Like I ask people, you know, like, do you guys care if there's 10 ingredients? Everyone's like, no, make it a bomb ass product, you know? So people are just, you know, cool with it. If you let them know. And obviously if you just do polls and stuff, like 
just like ask your customers. They're there for a reason. They want your product, like make your product something they want. I agree. So I made cast. Yeah. Free, <laughs> crowdsourcing free market research. So what's, um, what's the end? Like, what's the end goal? Do you want to have a full line of every product for everybody? Yeah. Yeah. Like we're so like with the ingestibles too, like, cause I was just thinking, should I do ingestible skincare? And then I'm like, I actually want it to be more about health. It's not just, um, you know, about your skin, like skin obviously is a part of it, but I mean, I think when you promote overall health, your skin is just another benefit to it. You know, when you start seeing like stagnation in the face, it's just kind of a symptom of other stuff that's going on in your body. It's not just skincare, you know? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Oh, I I get it. They say like, remember the, the commercials when we were kids about, uh, the guy with the acne, it's like, God, some people say I eat too many chocolate bars or whatever. It's like, no, it's like, it's a combined, it's a combined effort. If you have bad sleep, you're probably going to break out. If you eat really yeah. bad food, you have a chance of breaking out. There's, if you don't wash your face, your chance of breaking out. It's not just one thing that's going to turn your, <laughs> your skin around. Yeah. Anything. Right. Yeah. 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 Commercials as a kid. I don't remember <laughs> what you're talking about. I actually don't. I just remember like. I don't know if I can say it, if I, I have to say it with an accent, then you might remember it. And if I say it with an accent, is that like appropriate? You know, I mean, I think it's fine. I don't remember what the one you're talking about. I think I need to hear the accent. You need to say it with an accent. You can't just say the product. No, I, I don't remember what the product was for. I think it was, <laughs> it was about like bullying or something. It was like some Asian guy. Like some people say, I don't wash my face or I eat too many chocolate bars. <laughs> I, don't I don't remember that. No, Man, that was oh, that's good. that's. That's from the pole, uh, not the pole, Nacho Libre. No, it's from a movie. That's from a movie. No, it's a my cousin used to make fun of me. I think and say that to me. I think I don't know. Anyways, I wanted to ask while we're just looking that up is it common for like skin, uh, skincare brands to also do like ingestible type stuff to kind of take a whole like holistic view of everything and what you put in your body and on your body? I think some of them are doing it, and I think most of them are doing like just the ingestible skincare. For me, it's like this is literally what I have gone to school for like not just skincare is just like how to make people feel better as a whole like with digestive like issues and all that kind of stuff so I was like let's just start here it doesn't need to be skin specific because I mean when you start just healing the whole the body it just like the skin eventually adjusts with it true so yeah. I found fair, I found the fair. commercial I don't know why I thought it was an Asian guy is he like Hispanic maybe kind of I think I People think that I eat too many chocolate bars or that I don't wash my face. Yeah, I tried many things. I tried everything. But just- that was like, well, acne commercials. Don't you guys remember <laughs> no, that? I don't remember no, that. No, but I remember somebody making, I, I remember some of my cousins that used to make fun of me and say, like, I used to eat too many chocolate bars. But anyways, not That's because you were fat, though, not because you had acne. So I, I still am. Actually, somehow, I eat a lot of sugar and candy, and, like, I don't get, like, I don't, I don't get a lot of, like, whatever. I break out acne. You get good sleep. It, but- yeah usually usually yeah what time do you guys go to sleep at 10, 10 uh, sometimes between 10 and 11 usually 30, but yeah, i get 10, like 11. yeah i used to actually i used to not set an alarm last summer i tried this thing where i wasn't gonna set an alarm all summer wake up when the sun came up i had the best sleeps of my life like i would like even if i slept six hours whatever the thought of not having that alarm like to shock you awake I somehow would wake up the same time regardless. That was the best. Now I'm too scared to do it because I have too many morning meetings. But uh, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't set an alarm, but it feels good life. to be on like central time because when I was on the West Coast, I felt like constantly behind because all my people are in Toronto. Like 
and just like different things. I'd wake up with all these emails now being central. It's like one hour behind and it just feels so much better. Just not feeling like, you know, cause you, if you wake up at seven, it's already 10. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. That is kind of weird. I can't even imagine that's like, yeah, it sucks. Um, well, before we start to wrap up, Kevin, what's, what's next? What's the rest of 2021 entail for you? With business or um, just everything, everything, honestly. Yeah. Business. It's just like a lot of waiting and patience. That's what I have to wait for. Basically kind of, you know, it sucks, but it's going. And I, even like with my business, it's like, I'm, I wish could go, it could grow faster, but at the same time, I actually had a really you know, great year last year and compared to a bunch of other people who are literally struggling or got jobless or all that kind of stuff, I'm good. So I'm not complaining about, you know, where I'm at. Yeah. It's slower than I'd like, but I mean, it's slow and steady, but, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just excited for, to see like where it's going to go. I feel like I always come up with new ideas. So I don't really have like a huge five-year plan. It's more like what's, you know, happening in the world. What's, you know, the new next new best thing. What can I add? That's kind of my plan. <laughs> I love it. Very cool. I, I do have another question because we, uh, we do have a couple questions at the end, but I have one that I wrote down at the beginning. Um, what, what's harder for you or what, what is or was harder training for your fitness competitions or starting your brand? Um, you know what, like for fitness competitions, I was so obsessed with it at the time that I was actually like, I didn't want, I never had cheat meals because I didn't want to, I was just obsessed. And like right now it's, it's not really hard because I'm still obsessed with it. Like, it's like my child, you know, that it's, it's just fun doing every day. It's like, it's fun doing the social. It's fun, you know, responding to emails, comments. It's fun. Like, you know, hearing feedback, like when I get reviews, cause I go on my website and like every day, you know, there's like a new review and it's just exciting. Right. So, um, I wouldn't say, I mean, obviously there's hard parts in it, but it's nothing that like you can't obviously do, but maybe the business yeah. is harder than the fitness competition. Okay. To know. Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, I think the fitness would be way harder. That's just me. Like I could not, I don't have the discipline <laughs> to do that. I would, I have, I like, try to die and I have a cheat meal every day. So like, it's impossible. <laughs> the business side for me is like, I like, I thrive in that. I'm like, just like, it's yeah. when I get to work, all that stuff. But yeah. Yeah. That, I definitely I want to go back to it. I respect people who can do those fitness competitions. My, uh, my physiotherapist, she was like a serious, like she was in them for like for years. Um, and like her, then she transitioned that actually to become a physiotherapist. So she's so like in tune with the human body, which is super cool. I don't know how she did it. Like so disciplined, so regimented. Like I, I envy people who can do that. It's like, I think it's such a, such an amazing, that not only the physical strength and like that to do it, but the mental capability of saying like, like if I walked out of the grocery store, I say chocolate. I'm like, okay, it's kind of good. <laughs> but like you just eat the same thing every day on cue, all that stuff. Like it's really, yeah, yeah, it's definitely a mental game. And I, I don't know how people do it like for years and years and years. I did it for three years. I'm like, that's enough. Like I'm good. Time to go on the next <laughs> thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for me, I could do it if it's, if I don't, I'm like, my thing is temptation. If I see food in front of me, I'm just going to eat it. That's what, like whatever's put in front of me, I will eat. That's how I like, that's just how I am. My whole life of it. So if I get a healthy meal, I can eat the same thing five days, you know, 10 days. Like I can eat it permanently. You give me salad and chicken or like steak and chicken or whatever. Yeah. I can eat it every single day. It's just whatever's in front of me. So if there's nothing in front of me today, okay, I got to go get something in front of me. What am I going to do? I'm probably going to do the, the thing that I can do the quickest so I can get on with the rest of my day. Oh, okay. Well, that's fast food or, hey, that's a veal sandwich or, hey, that's a, you know, burger, whatever it is. But yeah, that's why I, I literally- Rick. 
I was going to say, sorry, I remember one time when you say something's funny, you eat it. I remember we had a pre-drink at my condo once when I was still at King and Bathurst and you sat on the couch while we all pre-drank and you ate a whole bag, of, like a big bag of ketchup chips. Like it's, I thought you were going to open it. I remember this. I thought he was opening it to like serve it to everybody. And he just sat there for like 20 minutes. And then I went back and my like, ketchup chips, it was gone. <laughs> like, like the most Canadian thing ever. Yeah. You know, like, I never used to buy candy because I'm like, one Candy, like a little bag of candy is like five, six bucks. I eat that. I can eat two bags in a city. Like I'm going to spend $12 on a bag, on two bags of candy. I'm going to destroy in 30 minutes. Hell no. Well, you spend that on two shots at the bar. It's the same thing. Wait, but now I live above a bulk barn. Oh, it's just like on my walk home. I'm like, oh, let me see what's on sale today. Walk out of there 30 bucks later and like eight different bags of candy. (laughs) And the best part is I never finished them. So I just keep compiling more bags of candy. Because I just keep going once a week, and I'm like, I don't know how this happened. And now yeah. I'm like, you really need your own jars. Know. You're in here all the time. I'm like, no. Please. Yeah, see, that's why, like, I don't bring that stuff home because I'm going to eat it, too. Like, when we want to eat something, I just, like, make, like, a dessert or we, like, you know, go out and have dessert. But if it's in the house, you're going to you're gonna gone. eat it. It's gone. It's gone. Like, I don't know how you're so fit, the junk food like, in the house. Rick, I don't know how you're so fit. Like, you, you probably eat more candy more frequently than i do. I eat a lot at once but like you eat it more regularly <laughs> i work and, like you're jacked single day twice and a day. That's running, how I'm like, I, run, I run a lot like I, I i mean now quite a bit and like yeah i don't know how you do it man fuck running is hard yeah i like i've actually run a hut so my girlfriend and i both run we both run like like i think she's done more i've done 150 kilometers this month she's done like 168 i don't know whatever but like yeah it's uh I, I enjoy it. Like, I find it like it's good fitness. It gets you outside. And I find it like kind of mental clarity. Like when you run almost like a, me- like almost like meditation sort of, cause like just you and your thoughts on the road and stuff. So I like it. I don't oh, think I, I, when I run is thump, 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 thump. I, I really like it. I dread it when I go, no one likes to run. Like no one likes, Oh, I'm so excited to go running. But when you're doing it, especially when it starts, but then you get going, it's uh, it's nice. Are you I doing like, like running or jogging or what? Like, like both, I varies. It varies. Like I've run, so I've run like my kind of like. If I train for stuff, it's literally for half, like a half marathon. I've me and Ricky actually ran a marathon, like a, a COVID makeshift marathon last year in November. Yeah. Um, I don't. I want to do one more marathon, and like that's it. Like they're so long and like so like, I don't know. It's just like feels like arduous or whatever, whatever the word is. I like, just like it's so it's four. Like half, you start hallucinating towards the end of it. It's just crazy. It's hell. It's hell. But but it's nice. Ten between like they were like five to like fifteen kilometers in that that range in the summer is the best. Like and I got like I'm a big Nike fan, so I have like all these Nike running shoes. I feel cool putting them on and running. And like (laughs) you actually look cool. I do look cool. I look fast. I'm not. I'm not fast, but I look fast. (laughs) My Um, husband, if you go on the Nike app, you might see him. He was like a Nike pro trainer back in like the day when shut up. Yeah, you might see him on. Oh, George is gonna add him on Instagram ASAP now. That's so cool. I wish I could be a Nike run trainer. That's like my dream thing or something. Wow, good for him. That's see, like to do that. I'm not that good of a runner. Like to be a Nike trainer, you gotta be like. Yeah, I'm not getting. I'm not even close to that. Like I jog. Like, to answer your question, I like jog, and then I'll run. There's days where I'll do like like speed runs or interval runs, but for the most part, it's like a decent little jog. I mean, better yeah. than me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I've given up on running. I'm a walker, big yeah, walk guy, big walk guy. 
if we uh, if, on a Saturday. If, if we do if we do get the, get the chance to open up Cast HQ down in Texas, you're gonna have to get your husband to come running. Well, Rick, you'll come up for that too. Even though he's well, he doesn't much. run. He's like a. I don't think he was a like, he wasn't a running person. Oh, he's like a Nike strength. trainer. Yeah, I'm, I'm about that. Strength person on there. Okay, so that's more. Rick. I'm with him yeah. on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So if you go on the free app, I'm pretty sure because I get DMs all the time being like, is this brain? Because I call him brain as a joke sometimes. Like he always gets emails being like, hello, brain. But his name's Brian. So like, his name is brain. <laughs> like everyone on like my uh, Instagram calls him brain too. And I always get DMs being like, is this brain? Is this brain? And like, that is Come on. Brain. <laughs> Must be so cheese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He loves it now though. Good. Good. That's too funny. Yeah, yeah, Karen, we're the, of... yeah, we're at the point where we normally start to wrap things up. We want to thank you for coming on. You've been uh, such a pleasure to chat with. And I, I think a lot of like our listeners and your list, your fans will obviously enjoy hearing your story, hearing mm-hmm. you know, how you kind of moved around from A to B and how you went from kind of health to skin and back to health and everything. So I think uh, everyone will really enjoy that. But we've got two questions we always ask every guest before we wrap okay. up. The first, if there was a movie about your life, who would you want to star as you? Can be anyone from any point in time. What, we're just choosing an actress. Yeah, or an actor, whoever you want. Um, I would say Margot Robbie because she's hot. Good answer. <laughs> I mean, she's yeah. Like, who wouldn't want that to be starred as them? You know what I mean? Heck yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. She's great. Georgie. Uh, last question: If you could give one piece of advice to your younger self, what would it be? Um, I would probably say just don't be afraid to ask questions. I think, um, when I was younger, I think I thought I looked stupid asking questions and I wouldn't ask questions, but really when you ask questions, uh, number one, you become smarter, you actually become more grateful because you understand things and it kind of makes life more meaningful because you really understand (laughs) how things work. So I try to question everything. And, you know, when I don't know something, I'm on Google and then I'm switching my browser and I'm going to those like dark web ones and asking questions too. <laughs> they need to know like different perspectives. Right. So yeah, just don't be afraid to ask questions and don't be afraid to look dumb because you usually don't look dumb because someone else probably, um, yeah. Know that too. That's <laughs> funny. A lot of people say time. that. Yeah. You got to ask dumb questions. Like even our startup, we'll talk about technology stuff. And like, I mean, I understand a little bit. Rick will always be like this. I mean, we'll either one of us or last, but Rick's always like, Hey, dumb question here. And I go ask. And I was like, oh, I was thinking that too. Like, I have no shame. This is crazy, right? Yeah. That's what's crazy. Though. You want to ask when someone thinks like the, that's another thing. It's a good, really good advice. Like, usually when you think something's a dumb question, the odds are someone else Somebody in the else. room, if not more than one, are thinking the same thing. Oh yeah. And even like, there's so many things that I'm like, I know I'm good at. I know I'm an expert in, and there's things now where I'm like, I literally have no idea. Like just getting a house and like, there's so many things that I have no idea how to do. And now I'm figuring out how to do them. And like, I was on, you know, FaceTime with my dad. He's like, where's your furnace? And I'm like, I don't even, I never even thought <laughs> of where the furnace in the house it's is. In that but, one room in the basement that never gets open in Texas. So oh. that's the thing. So it's near so, the yeah. laundry. It's near the so, laundry. Even like all of the, you know, in Toronto, all the vents are in the floor. In Texas, they're all in the ceiling. Oh, what the heck? Because everything's in the attic. Yeah, it's like, you know, things it's like, like Florida. Things. Yes. 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 I, I know. Yeah. Honestly, I, want, I love America. It's the best. It's, um, yeah. Like, and I'm like slowly changing my things. I'm still selling like color and like things like that. But like, I spell fiber the American way now. I'm like, 
you know, transitioning some things, but still keeping the roots. You know, it's so funny. Love that. Whenever I ask a question that I think is dumb, I'll always phrase it like 90% of the time I phrase it. I'm like, guys, I'm, obviously I know what the answer is, but just for the guys in the room who are too scared to ask, you know, what are we talking about? Again? I literally do it every time. <laughs> yeah, Rick does that often. And everyone, I mean, it's funny because, like, a sarcastic, we were like, okay, Rick, we get it. You don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> but funny. it's true. Most of us, though, anyways. Um, um, yeah, anyways, this was, a, this was a blast. It was a great. pleasure catching up. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you know, if you're back up in Toronto at some point, we'll, we'll do one in studio and talk more about the brand, where it is at that point, and all that. But yeah, awesome. Good luck with everything. Yeah, thanks for having me. Perfect. Carolyn, well, I'll say if people want to find out more about you, what you're doing, the brand, everything, where can they go? How can they find you? They can find me on Instagram, Caroline Tushuk. And then through there, I have Look Organics in my bio. Perfect. Perfect. Awesome. So guys, if you made it to the end of this episode, we appreciate each and every one of you. Give Caroline a follow, follow your pals. And that is all. Signing off, guys. Cheers. You like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain And I don't remember all of my mistakes And every I got alone with no one thing You're not alright, I'm not alright